Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment here. Bring up our Facebook community, get everybody plugged in and under the same roof. Give us just a moment here, gang. And we are... Good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. By the way, Zach, I'll talk about this more later, but good job today on episode three of Kelberman's Corner. That was some good stuff. You and Kim love that content. But hey, dude, first thing off the cuff, Aaron Rodgers now one and four in NFC title games. I kind of had a feeling, as I mentioned last week, that, that Brady was going to go into Lambeau and win. But what uh, what's your takeaway to Tom Brady now heading to his 10th career Super Bowl? Brady went into Lambeau and got carried by his defense and carried by the referees. Like every other major game, it seems like, in his career, Chad. He got bailed out. It was a ticky-tack call in the end. I think it was holding. But I don't think you throw the flag in that crucial of a moment. I don't like when the referees decide a game. This was the NFC title game. I, um, I'll um i eat a little crow because I thought the Buccaneers would be good but not great with Brady. I thought they'd be like a 9-10 win team. They're going to the Super Bowl. I think if Kansas City does get there, which it's looking like, I do think they'll take down the uh, Buccaneers. I will say I'm happy for Shaq Barrett, though. I mean, this guy was a monster today. He's been a monster since being in Tampa Bay, pretty much. I'm happy for him, and it's still a travesty to me, Chad, that he was stuck on the Broncos behind Shane Ray, of all people. They didn't know what they had in Shaq Barrett. I'm glad he's blossoming now, and he's going to get paid with a capital P this offseason. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> especially if by some chance the Bucks go on to, to win it all. You know, he might get the Von Miller treatment in terms of that big payday. But, you know, look, the thing with Shaq, you got to remember, is he was an undrafted rookie playing behind uh, one former number two overall pick, <clears throat> a perennial all-pro, and a very recent first-round pick in Shane Ray. And so, you know, I think that if it's one of those things where for some players a change of scenery actually can have some kind of a spark, some, some kind of a positive effect. In most cases, I don't think that's true. In Shaq's case, that was what he needed. He needed to get out from Bond's shadow. He needed to get out from just the, you know, the whole Denver Broncos thing and, and blaze his own trail. So good for him. But Zach, what do you make of the fact that Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, his first trip to the NFC title game in 2010, he wins it, ends up going all the way, wins the Super Bowl. But since then, four trips to the title game 
has now lost everyone. I've always felt for a long time that Rodgers is a little bit overrated, not a lot overrated, a little bit overrated. doesn't mean he's not a great quarterback. doesn't mean he's probably not destined for the Hall of Fame. But when the chips are down, I mean, this is, this is the type of situation where you find a way, make a way. And he didn't get as great of a contribution from his supporting cast as Tom Brady arguably did today. But your thoughts on Rodgers? Tom Brady also has the much better supporting cast. I mean, Aaron Rodgers have, has a great receiver in Devontae Adams, a good running back in Aaron Jones, but that Bucks offense, including their offensive line, uh, is just, I think, playing a lot better right now. And the coaching, Chad. And I, I like Matt LaFleur a lot. I, I really do think he's one of the best young coaches in the NFL, but he coached scared in today's game. He yeah. came up small when he didn't come up big. So Aaron Rodgers, his downfall, he's one of the best to ever do it. Do I think he's better than Brady? No. Do I think he's the greatest of all time? No. Is he a future Hall of Famer? Yes. But the reason he's been losing in the playoffs more so has to do with his coaching and his supporting cast. And today, it was like Mike McCarthy was back there in Green Bay. Matt, Mike, uh, Matt LaFleur, I can get, I get them mixed up now because they're both coaches. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, so LaFleur, I mean, I think he failed Rodgers. He failed the Packers, and it was questionable play calling. But taking a field goal when it's an eight-point game in the fourth quarter and a title game, when you coach not to lose, Chad, we saw this with Fangio and Shermer, when you coach not to lose, you tend to lose. That's what I was going to say is I feel you that, especially in, in a championship game like this, you don't want the refs deciding a game. And I say that with quotes because, in my opinion, it was LaFleur who decided that game when he chose to kick that field goal instead of just going for broke. I mean, at that key moment in time, all the chips were down. Like this was for all the marbles and you decided you, you, that's a perfect phrase, Zach. He coached not to lose. And what did it do? Just ask John Fox. John Fox will tell you a little something, something about coaching not to lose. But guys, uh, we have so much to get to tonight. Um, starting with uh, the, the recent rumors with Matthew Stafford, who has officially, the Lions have officially agreed to allow him to seek a trade. And so we're going to get into that. We've also picked up some other rumors in terms of the Broncos being tied to this as a possibility. And then also some rumored trade packages. In other words, what it would cost, what it would take to acquire one Matthew Stafford from the Lions. But uh, but first, we do have to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's show, Manscaped. Gang, got to listen up here. Look, 2020, it's in the books, all right? To heck with it. It's 2021. It means it's time to embrace the whole new year, new me mindset. And the best way to start cultivating that between the years is with Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men around the world Keep their male grooming on point. And Zach, I know your personal favorite with regard to the Manscaped tool chest is the uh, the weed whacker. Yes, I, I use this a lot, and I was just I was actually just uh, sneezing off cam for a second because my nose hair. I hate to be so graphic. It's starting to come back in, and for me, it tends to grow fast. But it's not a, a subject that should be taboo for all men to talk about, Chad. And I want to talk about the 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 lawnmower that you have. It's not just for below the belt. You can use it like I have on my arms, on my back, on my neck. If you work out like I do, you wear tank tops or short sleeve shirts to the gym. You won't want hairy arms or hairy back. You want to show off your muscles, your definition. You want to feel good about yourself. And that's what this product, Manscaped, enables you to do. No matter the product that you have, Chad, it's the essential for any man of any class, of any color, any ethnicity, of any rank. You need this in your life for sure. This thing is clutch. And my favorite thing about it, aside from the the safety precautions and the way they've made this just about impossible to nick yourself, 
is it's got the uh, it's got the little light that illuminates. I'll just flash it for a sec. It'll it illuminates those hard to see spots uh, for dudes when you're trying to uh, clean things up. Let's just say below the belt. So embrace that new year, new me mindset, gang. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. Trust, your family jewels will thank you. Yes. Again, guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. Happy New Year to you and your family jewels. There you go. All right, a couple quick things. We'll dive right back into the conversation here. By the way, gang, if you see me looking off camera just a little bit, I'm just keeping an eye on on the uh, broadcast of the AFC title game. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, the main account, at MileHighHuddle. Two great ways to keep the conversation going outside of these one-hour streams that Zach and I do with you four times a week. You can keep the conversation going on Twitter with us. Also follow Zach individually on his account, at KelbermanNFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. And then, of course, our producer, as you know, Mbwana Beast, but on Twitter, it's at John K M H H. Also, gentle reminder, gang, we don't plug it too hard. The last few weeks, we haven't plugged it too hard, but check out the merch store. If you're in a position to and get your swag on, get a hat, get a T-shirt, get a face mask, hoodie, mug, little something for everybody. Another way to support what we're doing here at MHH. And then also on Facebook, those of you with us now on Facebook, if you scroll to the very bottom where you would type in your chat on your phone, you'll see a green icon. If you click that, you can become an official supporter. And by becoming a supporter, you know, I mean, you're supporting the cause, A, right? You're supporting the brand, but you're also getting access to Kelberman's Corner plus a bunch of other content we have coming down the pike, including some some uh, draft content, some free agency stuff that we are going to be producing for our Facebook supporting community. So just go to the page, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. Big blue button there says become a supporter. Click that. You're in like Flynn, and you'll be able to jump on. Kelberman's Corner, episode four, next Sunday with Zach and Kim Becker. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, all good. We're just happy to have you with us for real. Like, we appreciate you being with us. We do ask that you do these three things. It's within the power of everyone listening, viewing right now. Number one, subscribe. Number two, like this video. Super helpful. I mean, if you're watching this right now, like it on YouTube, like it on Facebook. You have no idea how much that helps us. And then number three is the litmus test. If we're doing a good job for you, Share it out there. Help us be, uh, continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. All right, Zach, I know this was the impromptu topic of your Kelberman's Corner show today. And so I don't want to, I don't want to spoil that too much, but that's, you know, that water is under the bridge. Matthew Stafford convince the Detroit Lions and the new regime there to allow him to seek a trade. So he's going to be 33 soon. I think his contract, it's something to the effect of 43 million. I can pull it up, but over the next two years, 
a lot of fans are pining for this. We'll talk about Broncos being tied. We'll talk about some of the rumored trade packages. But off the cuff, what was your gut reaction to the news of Matthew Stafford officially being made available? I'm gonna. I'm, I'm saving this tweet. It's in my drafts right now. I'm gonna fire it off after the AFC title game for maximum eyes. But the 49ers are a Matt Stafford away from winning a title. The Colts are a Matt Stafford away from winning the title. And not coincidentally, those two teams are the odds-on favorites to land Matt Stafford. The Broncos are not a Matt Stafford away from winning a title, Chad. And we actually talked about this before Kelberman's corner today. And I like what you said. Why go back down this beaten path? They failed the Broncos have multiple times with veteran quarterbacks trying to catch lightning in a bottle, and I feel like that would be the exact same scenario, if not worse, because you're investing draft capital. They want a first-round pick and other players and assets that we'll talk about. You have to pay. You're on the hook for a salary. You mentioned 23 and $20 million. You're, that's a franchise quarterback salary when you're paying a franchise quarterback money in Von Miller already. And we've said this about Deshaun Watson, but it also applies to Stafford. You bring him aboard, you say goodbye to Von Miller. You possibly say goodbye to Justin Simmons. You possibly say goodbye to Shelby Harris. It's one versus maintaining the core of your team. And again, I just don't think George Payton, if this was 2022 and he had a year in office already, I can see him making this move. If he was for sure dead set, I'm moving on from Drew Locke. But the comments he's made and the way he's worked in his history with the Vikings would lead me to believe it's going to be the status quo with Fangio, Shermer, and Drew Locke. To bring in Matt Stafford goes against his ideals, Chad, giving away draft picks, not being reckless, you know, being aggressive, being involved in every deal, but not making every deal. And Ken made a good point with the Deshaun Watson, Kelberman's corner, that every time a quarterback becomes available, Broncos fans want to jump on him because of the last five years. I understand that. But we have to be realistic as well. The draft capital, the contract, what it would do to Drew Locke, because if he's coming in Stafford, Locke's bye-bye. Do you want to jump ship on what's still the unknown for the known Matt Stafford? And the known in Matt Stafford, Chad, is not that mind-blowing. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's had zero playoff success. He's never done much in Detroit. He's as inconsistent as the Locke haters paint Drew to be. He's turnover prone. I just don't think this is the route the Broncos have to go after failing on Osweiler, after failing on Case Keenum, after failing on Joe Flacco. They had a modicum of success with Drew Locke in 2019 with the right circumstances, no injuries, and the proper coaching. You need to harness that, which I believe is what George Payton wants to do. He referenced them being a sleeping giant. And I'll say again, would they be a sleeping giant? Would he have made that comment if he did not believe in Locke? Would he have made these comments that he's made if he wanted to move on from Locke and acquire a quarterback who's going to be 33 in a few weeks at $23 million in Matt Stafford? That's my take on it. Let's grab this super from Eric Baird. Appreciate that, my friend. He says, uh, and appreciate that generosity. He says, Stafford, over his first 10 years in the NFL, ranked second in yards, third in touchdowns, third in completions, first in game-winning drives, 17th in interception. (sighs) He's underrated and wasting away in Detroit, just like Barry did. Now, Zach, listen, there, are, there, there's an argument to be made that if you want to find a team that knows how to waste the prime years of a, of a Pro Bowl slash All-Pro slash Hall of Fame caliber guy in the case of Barry Sanders, send him to Detroit, right? They know how to do that. I get it that the organization is, has been inept for basically as long as I can remember. There's been a couple of flashes where they were decent, but like – it's pretty much the Cleveland Browns just in a different city. And I get that Stafford gets painted with that brush, but at the same time, all right, you can look at his stats. Yes, fastest quarterback ever to get to 45,000 passing yards 
where is it coming out in the wash? That's my concern right. because what do we say about a franchise quarterback, right? A true bona fide franchise guy is the tide that raises all ships. If he was that guy, look, look at Peyton, for example, 2011 Broncos win eight games, uh, you know, solid eight and eight, go to the playoffs, win a game, whatever. By virtue of Peyton Manning's presence, everyone on that roster played better. They end up winning, what was it, 13? I think they went 13 and three, if I'm not mistaken, that year. That was a tide, Peyton, that raises all ships. Zach, if I was convinced that Stafford would be that tide, I'd say go get him. Give up the number nine overall pick. Give up whatever you got to do. Go get him, even at 33 years old. But, Zach, I am far from convinced of that. It's a slippery slope, Broncos fan. Don't convince yourself to go down that same path trying to make excuses for why Case Keenum's going to work in Denver, trying to make excuses about Joe Flacco. We've been down that road. It's the same argument, too, that I heard about Joe Flacco when the Broncos acquired him. Oh, he won a title. Oh, he's had a playoff success. He's had this many passing yards. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about numbers. I'm not, I'm not living my life based on analytics. I use my brain and my judgment and my intuition. And all those have told me throughout the years, Matt Stafford, yes, he's had bad ownership and, and coaching and a lackluster supporting cast, but he's been a good, not great quarterback in the NFL. And you give up the number nine overall draft pick and picks and money and maybe your young quarterback for a great quarterback for a Deshaun Watson, even if it costs three first round picks, not advocating for it, but if you're going to swing for the fence and Chad, don't swing to hit a ground rule double swing to hit a grand slam. And and I just don't think Matt Stafford, is he going to bring you a title in two to three years? Cause that's his window. He's it's 30. He's 33. He's dealt with injuries over the course of his career. 33 years old, he has two to three years of high-level play left in the tank, let's say. Is he going to bring you a title in those two to three years? And if he doesn't, considering the investments, the money, and the draft picks, what do you do if he bombs? Just like Flacco, just like Keenum, you're back to square one. It's a young man's business. The Broncos have to take cues from other teams and invest in a young quarterback, develop their own quarterback, whether that's Locke or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance, I don't care. But to go down that road for a retread, to pick up someone else's leftovers and delude yourself into thinking you can win with them, I can't get on board with that. I thought we were past that, Chad. All right, so I want to I want to get to this this kind of rumored slash speculated cost what it would take to land Matthew Stafford. And by the way, John, my next closest uh, super, and we got to start getting to some of these supers, is 633, and that's Mike Evans. So I'll tell you real quick as far as who we who we need to get in there that we have not gr- uh, gotten to quite yet are the following. Uh, Joshua Shadow, uh, Derek we got. Actually, that's it. So we're good. We're up to Mike. We're good. Zach, the cost especially. I mean, if it was Matthew Stafford for a second or third round pick even, I'd be a little bit more amenable to it. But that's not what it's going to take according to the buzz. All right, and the buzz – starting with this article that Nick uh, Nick Kendall wrote today after listening to the draft dudes and the Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino over there at the Draft Network. They are speculating, all right, and this is with good cause. This is educated speculation. Detroit, the conversation starts with a first-round pick, all right? So it starts there. What they expect is that it's going to be a first-rounder plus a second-rounder probably and a player, whether that's Drew Locke, Deshaun Hamilton, in their case, they speculated it would take Zach a one, Drew Locke, Deshaun Hamilton, and a second. Now, if you're going to make the the call to go get Stafford, 
by that, you know, make Drew Locke a part of that trade. As far as I'm concerned, I couldn't care less at that point right. because if you bring Stafford in, Drew Locke is done and dead. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Stick a fork in him. He's done. You might as well, if you can get something for him or include him in the trade, at least give him a fresh shot somewhere else. But to me, a first round pick, I mean, look, I get it. Like they talk here about him being, you know, a top 12 in terms of like just raw talent, arm talent, all that quarterback in the league. I'm not convinced of that. I think he was at a certain, at a, a certain point in his career. I think you go from like 2011 through 2015 ish. He was that guy. I'm not convinced he's that guy anymore. Zach. I'm not either. And they're really asking about Deshaun Hamilton, Chad. I mean, what value does he have? I mean, that's, you say informed, but like if you watch Deshaun Hamilton's film, they don't ask for a better receiver. You think they'd ask for KJ Hamler or Tim Patrick? Uh, so I don't know about that throwing him in there, but that's too much in itself. Giving up your young quarterback and a second round pick, let's say, and a first round pick. It's not just any first-round pick. It's what I mentioned on KK earlier today, Chad. It's the number nine overall draft pick. You're giving up a top-ten draft pick for 33-year-old Matt Stafford, who as as recently as week 16 was battling three different injuries. That's what you're going to give up for? You're going to throw in the towel on your young quarterback who went 4-1 and one in 2019, who showed flashes last year, by the way, being hamstrung by injuries and being hamstrung by his coaching. Way too rich for my blood, Chad. I'm out of that. I give up maybe a second-round pick for him because you're taking on the contract as well. You're doing the Lions a favor, almost like the Oswalder trade from Houston. You're taking on a salary and giving a pickup on top of that. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Let's grab Joshua Shadow, who was there with us today for Kelberman's Corner. Appreciate you subscribing, becoming a uh, Facebook supporter, my friend. Really means a lot. Plus, he was showing us love in in the in the stream with some stars, and here yes. he is on Super Chat. So Thank Joshua, you, Joshua. Appreciate you, dog. He says, "I'll catch this after this game. It sucks the Broncos aren't in this game, but one day and sooner than you think, we'll be there again. Maybe so, maybe so, my friend." Um, let me grab our friend Mike. Everyone knows Mike Evans always brings the good topics, good questions, good insights. Mike, love you, buddy. He says, was watching the playoff teams, has watching the playoff teams, excuse mm. me, 
your view of what the Broncos need to do in the offseason. Has it changed my view? Not so much. Has it augmented my view of uh, one issue in particular? Yes. I And this ties into Stafford. So it's still a nice segue here, Mike. Thank you. The other thing that would give me pause, excuse me, about going out and getting a Matthew Stafford is the coaching staff. I'm not convinced this is the right coaches to to lead this team to the promised land. Now, if I was if this was the Huddle Up podcast covering the San Francisco 49ers, I would probably also be a lot more amenable to the idea of going out and getting a Stafford because you plug him in with Kyle Shanahan and you're off to the races. You really are. Like the world's your oyster. With Vic Fangio, with Pat Shermer, and look, I I'm willing to give Pat Shermer not so much a pass but like the benefit of the doubt, considering all the different outliers from last year with the offseason and the preseason and the injury to lock and all the injuries uh, as far as Cortland said, I'm willing to at least give him that benefit of the doubt. But what last year did for me, Zach, is it it, it really did make me question uh, the quality of offensive coordinator, the quality of tactician, play caller, all that stuff that Pat Shermer is. So I'm not convinced that if you're going to give up a first-round pick in a second and you're young quarterback and Drew Locke and maybe a wide out or something, that you're going to get the, the right return out of it with this coaching staff. It could just turn into Detroit in the Rockies. <laughs> very, very well said. And Mike, first of all, great question as always. Chad, second of all, you a thousand percent stole my answer from me. Uh, it's cemented. It didn't change any view I had, but it cemented how I felt about coaching and quarterbacking in the NFL. And we talked about it to open the show tonight, Chad. LaFleur in Green Bay was gifted a future first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. They lost today, not because of that quarterback, but because the coaching came up small. So it just cemented to me that no matter who's under center for the Broncos, and this is why I don't want them to sell the farm for Deshaun Watson or give up a number nine overall pick for Matt Stafford because they have Pat Shermer still. You're going to bring aboard Deshaun Watson, the top five guy in his prime, and saddle him with Pat Shermer, whose game is stuck in 2005? Right there with you, Chad, a billion percent. That's what cemented it for me watching these playoff games. The best teams and the team that's going to win the title this year has the best coaching. George Vandermark, bona fide superstar. Good to see you, brother. He says, I don't want Deshaun Watson or Stafford. We need to build the defense get get uh, and let Drew Locke get a normal offseason and another year to be the guy. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Yes. Hashtag Manscaped. We got a we got a convert here. We got a true believer on, on Manscaped code huddle. Appreciate you, Gio. Look, that's the thing sure. is, is, I mean, part of this that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up when Broncos fans, and I understand it, you're looking for the quick, not so much the quick fix, but the, the, the path of least resistance to being a factor again. And I understand why Stafford looks attractive, all right? Former number one overall pick, had some flashy uh, stats in the past, some flashy plays. I get all that, okay? But the hair on the back of my neck stands up. I'll grab Smouse. Let's grab Smouse next, John. Um, the hair on the back of my neck stands up because the Broncos were convinced as an organization for so many years, Zach, that they were that veteran stopgap, you know, proven quarterback away. I always say – one middle-of-the-road quarterback away from winning it all again. They had fooled themselves. Arguably, that was the core philosophy that led John Elway and Matt Russell astray from 2016 through, this, through I'll say, 2019. I don't want to recapitulate that with just a, a new name tag on the door in the GM office. That makes me nervous, Zach. Right there with you, yeah. And again, you have to ask yourselves this, Broncos country, even if you want Matt Stafford, if you're the biggest Drew Lock hater on the planet, 
Ask yourselves this realistically. Is the first big move that a new GM, George Payton, taking over for John Elway, getting settled in a whole different franchise, in a whole different capacity, is his first move going to give up a first-round draft pick and a second-round pick and Locke and, and Deshaun Hamilton for Matt Stafford? Realistically, it's just not going to happen. You can hate Drew Locke. You can wish him away. You can want any other quarterback not named Drew Locke. It doesn't mean you're not going to see the status quo. It doesn't mean you're not going to see Locke under center in 2021. I believe that's what Peyton is going for, Chad. He'll sign a veteran backup. We've all pretty much conceded that. They're going to have a better quarterback in the building. I just don't think his name is Deshaun uh, Watson or Matt Stafford. It might not be Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. It could be Andy Dalton. But I do think the 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 intention overall, the, the plan 1A, is to, like the question posits, build around Locke, and if you can't make it work with him, you have a fail-sif on the roster, whether that's a Dalton, Fitzpatrick, Trubisky, God forbid, whoever. But to sell the farm and to give up on Locke and to rearrange the whole future of the team for someone like Matt Stafford at 33, realistically, makes no sense. Zach, good to see you. Zachary Smouse in the house. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, why go after Stafford when Elway has built the past two drafts around Locke? You know, here's the thing about, about Elway. He's out, he's, you know, he's out of the picture for what it's worth. I mean, he's the sounding board guy, if we're going to believe the talking points. And in this case, I do believe it. This is George Payton's baby. Elway's there to, to sound off in terms of some of the bigger decisions. And the quarterback position would definitely be one of the big decisions that they would seek his opinion on. But he doesn't have final, final say. That was the selling point to convince George Payton, Zach, right. to uh, take this job. But we got a lot more to get to. Um, first, though, we do have to take a quick second and thank another one of our sponsors from tonight's show, sportsbetting.com. Yes, tonight's live stream podcast is brought to you by sportsbetting.com. Broncos country gambling is now legal in the state of Colorado, as you all know. And if you're looking to make watching your favorite sports a little more interesting, sportsbetting.com is your no-brainer destination. Here's why. First of all, sharp odds and low juice. They have in-house bookmakers. They're not a third-party service. They have reduced juice and the best prices you will find anywhere on the World Wide Web. Also, hassle-free bonuses with a one-time rollover. That's it, one time, which means the bonus money is yours after you bet it that one time, whereas other sites and competitors range from 5 to 30 times. Big, big difference there. Also, 24-7 live customer support. When you contact sportsbetting.com, you are always getting a real person in the U.S., never a robot, never someone overseas, always a real live flesh human being. But here's the kicker. Right now, after you make your first deposit, sportsbetting.com will double your deposit up to $300. That's $300 in free bet credits, guys. So head on over to sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle. That's sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle and capitalize on up to $300 in free bet credits and start 2021 off on the right foot. Good stuff. Let's grab Willie here. Appreciate you, Willie. John and I sharing a brain. Go ahead, John. Oh, there he is. Willie G. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, Allen, Josh Allen, looks like Drew Locke in a better system tonight. Yeah, so far, uh, Josh Allen, they've they've done a pretty good job of uh, <clears throat> limiting him. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's made a couple of <clears throat> throws that just make you go, wow, the, the freaking arm talent on this guy. But, look, you can't – it's like the way they ended the second quarter tonight, Zach, the, the Bills – you can't get down under inside the five or inside the 10 in Kansas City in an AFC title game where right. settle for a field goal and expect to win the game. Now, that doesn't mean they're out of this. They could still come back and figure out how to get this done. There's plenty of time. But 
you just can't do that. Like you have to close, you have to punch it in because I mean, shoot, they were, they were down two. Uh, well, they were, they were down one score, the chiefs. And in the matter of just a couple of possessions, now they're up two touchdowns. I mean, that's just, that's Patrick Mahomes. So you got to come correct. Yeah, that's exactly the point we make on every preview pod for the Broncos and Chiefs games. It's always you got to score touchdowns and not field goals to beat this team. I'm watching Isaiah McKenzie and what could have been in Denver, and it's just a, a still a sore reminder. In terms of the Chiefs, though, limiting Allen, he's still going to be you know a dynamic quarterback for the rest of his career. But the Chiefs' defense, Chad, is kind of underrated. They've been doing a really good job under the new coordination. I believe it's uh, Steve Spagnuolo the last couple seasons, and. uh he really has them on point. They're not, you know, the 2000 Ravens, but they're good enough to give the offense more chances to win the games. And that's why you're seeing when Mahomes has a bad day, they can still win. All right, let's grab this super chat from Oscar. Thank you for the support, my friend. He says, no need to trade draft capital for Stafford. Give Drew one more shot with a full offseason and his reliable target, Corlin Sutton, back on the field. I'm a lot more inclined to... Uh, to get behind this as a strategy than Matthew Stafford, because with that as a strategy, you're getting a blue chip player at pick nine. You've still got your second round pick as well. You've still got your third round pick probably, right? You can get out there, Zach, and you can build this, this, this team to a point where Drew can be successful as he's continuing to make it through his, his developmental curve. This team has a look again, if it was Matthew Stafford going to the Niners, that makes a lot more sense because they're built to win right. right now if you get the quarterback. I'm not saying the Broncos are that far off because we said to you when George Payton was hired that we liked what he said, this being a sleeping giant. But especially on the defensive side of the ball, there if you give away your first, second, third-round picks this year to get Matthew Stafford, where are you getting the, the cornerback help? All right, The salary right. cap's coming down. Where are you going to get some uh, an edge rusher to succeed Von Miller depending on what happens there? What are you going to, how are you going to afford to keep Justin Simmons? How are you going to afford to keep Shelby? I mean, it just, to me, it's not a feasible model for this team. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
I, I mentioned that on KK earlier today that, you know, the big problem with Matt Stafford in Detroit was that he didn't help, he didn't have help from his supporting cast. His defense let him down. His offensive line uh, let him down. And that's the same situation that would repeat in Denver if they gave up those assets to acquire him. It's one thing to sign a quarterback and not have to give up draft picks. It's another thing to have to absorb 53 million ducks, 43 million bucks, whatever it is, Chad, and also give up your first round pick, your second round pick, your young quarterback. And to the question about Locke and on Josh Allen, Allen just made a throw off his back foot, you know, fading away, hit the guy in stride on target. I mean, he makes throws. I love Locke and all, but uh, Josh Allen is so much more advanced as a quarterback, and he's he's pretty fun to watch as well. He is, and John Elway could have picked him, could have picked him. Fat yeah. Cats, appreciate that super chat, my brother. He says, regardless of what we do in the draft, we're in dire need of help in the secondary. Is there any free agent DB you would bring in to help out? Bring in first and foremost. I'm I'm trying to get Simmons re-signed, but it's not going to be as easy as you think because Zach, you had the article. He is looking for the market setting deal, and if John Elway couldn't get that done, who's to say that George Payton can? Right? But the Broncos do have a trump card there, and that is the franchise tag. You can franchise tag Justin Simmons one more year, goes up twenty percent his salary that, that you're guaranteed to pay him, but. That's what I would do if he wants a record-setting deal. I'm just and he won't come to the table on. I'll take top five money, and he's hard line on that. I'm just franchise tagging him, and maybe he won't play on it. Maybe he'll sit out the year. I don't know, but Justin Simmons, as much as I like him, I still feel a little uncomfortable making him the highest-paid safety in NFL history. Yeah, I mean the, the contract projection um, that I wrote about from Pro Football Focus. It's five years, eighty-two point five million, which is. Uh, 16.5 million per year, uh, with 45 million in total guarantees. Listen, I like Simmons and all. I think he's a top 10 safety. You can make the case for top five when his, he's on, but overall top one, best safety in the NFL. And you had a better, uh, you know, uh, uh, saying there, not just market setting, but market breaking. And that's what you do with Justin Simmons. But, you know, to your previous point about the secondary, if they were to acquire Matt Stafford, it's the same notion in mind. We want to compete with Patrick Mahomes. We want to score points. Okay, well, if you have no defense and no secondary, if Mahomes scores 45, can Matt Stafford match that? So again, you're taking away from the rest of your team. You might lose Simmons. You won't draft Caleb Farley at nine if you give up that draft pick and invest in Matt Stafford, of all people. All right, so we went over this on Thursday night, but a lot of times, you know, different guys, different people, different listeners uh, pop in and out. So to satisfy that super chat, we'll give you a quick rundown of some of the corner talent because – the Broncos have the safety horses right now to, to keep it going, depending on what happens with Simmons, that they can hold on to Kareem for his contract year. The cornerback position is the desperate need. You got Patrick Peterson if you want to spend a ton of money. You got Richard Sherman, DJ Hayden, Josh Norman, Jason McCourty, Brian Poole, Mackenzie Alexander. There are a few names that are intriguing, but to me, I mean, even Bashad Breeland, who I think is an intriguing player, he's only 29. No one here to me solves the problem. That's why. You got to, Zach, you need that number nine overall pick so that you can get the best available corner in this draft when you pick at nine, whether that ends up in hopefully you guys caught our uh, first round primer on Friday night where we did the whole round table with, with Zach, myself, the entire MHH pod staff and the draft analyst, whether it ends up being Patrick Sertan, whether it, the second, whether it ends up being Caleb Farley whether it ends up being J.C. Horn or someone else, you need a corner there. I'm, I'm like 100% locked in on corner first round because I do think there will be some off-ball guys you can get later on. It might not be the next Roquan Smith, 
but beggars can't be choosers. You have a lot of holes on that defense set. Yeah, and I saw a comment here that mentions uh, CC says a lot of good slot corners. Mike Hilton, Poole, Alexander. They don't need a slot cornerback though. You know, Bryce Callahan, healthy, God, God willing for next season, he is your slot corner. But I don't believe Ojin Moody is ready to be a number one on the outside. You're going to lose AJ Boy. I think he's going to be cut. You need boundary corners, perimeter corners. I saw. I can't remember the outlet or the article or the author that mentioned the Broncos signed Chidobe Awuzie. Promise me and trust me on this. You don't want Awuzie on the Broncos. You don't want that investment. I'm with Chad. Save the money. Get the young guy with the higher upside. To me, I'm with you, Chad. As much as I love Micah Parsons, if Farley's on the board at nine, I think I'm running that draft card virtually up to Roger Goodell's hands. I'm saying goodbye to A.J. Bouye and his two-game suspension. He'll have to continue to – well, I should say his six-game suspension, two games of which he still has left to serve – Bye-bye. I'm taking that $14 bucks, and I'm doing something else. Maybe I do go get a corner or someone else in free agency to supplement, but I'm going, oh, man, they didn't punch it in, dude. The Bills just got in the red zone again. Couldn't get there. It's- Isaac Mitchell, appreciate the super, my friend. He says, Kellen Mond, who is the Texas A&M quarterback, a day three, uh, Kellen Mond, day three, and a cheap veteran backup. Start luck. You know, Kellen Mond, I know Eric Trickles talked a lot about Kellen Mond as having some developmental chops and some, some upside there, but he is super, super raw, would take time. I'm more about in that scenario, look, go get your veteran, go get your Andy Dalton or someone like that to just be your failsafe, a proven, legit failsafe. Not a, you know, franchise caliber guy or a guy who's, you know, like Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, or Deshaun Watson only because of the cost. That scares the living – I've not seen that pay dividends yet for any NFL team that has given up the farm to get one of those quarterbacks. It's just I haven't seen it happen, so I'm very, very reticent. Instead, go get that guy. Let Brett Rippon kind of compete with him. Right. Brett Rippon, your, your, your fail-safe's fail-safe, and just restock the shelves. It's one more year on Drew, and if it doesn't work with Drew, that means it probably didn't work with Vic. Peyton can start from scratch this time next year. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. For the third quarterback, it's a developmental guy, a young guy with upside. If not Mond, then I'm, I'm perfectly fine giving Brett Rippon the opportunity. Cheap veteran backup, that's kind of an oxymoron, though, because any veteran you're going to sign, unless it's a one-year prove-it deal, it's going to cost you about 5 or 6 or $8 million a year, but that's a lot more palatable than absorbing Matt Stafford's $43 million. So I'm right there with the sentiment, Chad. Roll with Locke, have a better backup on the roster, whether if it's a Fitzpatrick or an Andy Dalton. That way, if Locke goes down, you have another quarterback you can turn to. And then you know for a fact the Locke era was a bust, it was a fail, and George Payton, when the Payton era officially begins next year, he can go make his team the way he wants it, from the coaching to the quarterbacking. And I still think, look, I still think, I I don't think fans should misinterpret what we're saying as go ahead and chalk 2021 up to just another lost year. Wait till next year to start hoping again. George Payton can, that's not what we're saying. We're we're talking about worst case scenarios. I do think that if he does a good job in this draft and the Broncos get some semblance, some semblance of OTAs, even if they don't get OTAs, all right? Drew Locke now has, this will be his second year in the system. I think you can you can have modest expectations that he can take a step forward. And if he plays just average level of quarterback, like if he plays Drew Locke week 11 on of this past season, you can win 10 games minimum. You can win 10 games if he's playing that way and you've filled the cornerback holes. You've, you've bolstered the linebacker position. You took care of business on the D-line with Shelby, cup eight with Jarrell Casey. 
cut bait with A.J. Bouye, decide what to do with Kareem Jackson. You fill those immediate holes, and you're getting Cortland back. Maybe you're getting Vaughn back. I mean, this could be a this could be a, a force to be reckoned with, and that's why when you hear George Payton say this is a this is a sleeping giant, it is. But it's going to take just the right dose of smelling salts to wake this this giant up. Nate Dizzle in the house. Appreciate that super chat. Make sure you connect with us, my friend, on uh, on Twitter, so we can shout you out after the show. But he says, oh, guys, you're my football priests. Help me exercise the demons. Every time I watch Josh Allen, I can't help but get sad that he's not a Bronco and was devastated. We passed on him at five overall. How do I get over this? Listen, buddy, out of sight, out of mind. You know, when the when the water passes underneath the bridge, you just got to turn around and let it go. That's it. And nothing can be done. But we can sit and agonize, Zach, and, and uh, you know, try and, and, and retrospectively criticize it. We know that it was probably the wrong decision. But at the same time, Allen – Landed with a team, right place, right time, right coaches. It worked yeah. out. There's no guarantee he would have worked out in 2018. Remember, we're talking 2018. Vance Joseph, who was it? Uh, Bill Musgrave was your offensive coordinator. Ugh. That's probably a lost year, and Vance still gets fired. And then Vic comes in and gets hired and brings in Skangs still probably with Elway strong-arming. Thank you for the stars, Mark. There's no guarantee it would have worked out better with Josh, but I, I still get what you're saying, and we definitely yeah. understand that uh, that quarterback envy. But that sentiment, though, is why Broncos country is so desperate to get a quarterback, no matter who's available, Chad. And you and I, you hit on it. We, we're not believers in coincidence. He went where he belongs. He went where he was meant to go. And it, it was a rocky couple years, but he has the right coaching that he can thrive under. Brian Dayball can outcoach Pat Shermer in his sleep. So that's just a better situation for him. It wasn't like the Broncos got, you know, uh, chop liver. They got Bradley Chubb, who's a pro bowler. He's going to have a terrific career. It's not like they got a bust at number five overall. But to make you feel better about it, you know, the expression, <laughs> misery loves company is true. Chad, there's a lot of teams out there, not just the Broncos, that are sad about passing over Josh Allen. So it'll be okay. Man, the Chiefs did something to activate Tyreek Hill, dude, because he has dominated the last two series and. Chiefs are going to walk away with this one. Yeah. Orange Crush on uh, Twitter. Appreciate that. He's talking about the the uh, compensation that we're hearing about being speculation for Stafford. That's we can know. go on. No one will know. Well, it's not just speculation. There has been some core reporting um, out there. Tom Pelissero starts with a first-round pick. We know that. Now, you're right in terms of throwing in Drew, you know, throwing in Deshaun, throwing in a two and a three. But we know that the conversation starts with a first-round pick. And if you're a team like the Broncos holding a top-10 pick, it becomes a very it becomes a much more prohibitive move to give that up because it's not just a first-round pick. Every first-round pick, every draft pick should be cherished, but every first-round pick is cherished. But if you're a team sitting there in the 20s, late 20s, it's a lot easier to say, all right, you know, we still got our second-round pick. Let's give it up. Top 10, I mean, that's the, the the bluest of the blue chip prospects you still have within striking distance. And it's not all speculation either because George Payton has said himself, his philosophy about building around the draft and, and stockpiling draft picks and not being reckless. He has told you without saying it word for word, you know, verbatim, we're going to be – we're going to be looking into every deal. We're going to be aggressive, but I think we're okay with the, with the players that we have, especially Locke being under center. If we deem an upgrade is out there, we will go make a play for him. But especially Peyton knowing uh, Stafford from his days in, in Minnesota, watching Detroit twice a year, I just don't think this is the move he's going to make in his inaugural month 
in the Broncos' highest office, Chad. I just it's it's unrealistic to me. Muhammad, MHH male model in the house. Good to see you, brother. And he was also there with us today for Kelberman's Corner. So appreciate you, my dog. Yes. He says, I can't believe Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl. I hope the Chiefs lose. Hashtag rock stars. Hey, we, we hope no. the Chiefs lose too, my friend, but we're sitting here at three and a half minutes left in the third. And they Chiefs just are up 24 15. Did they just score? Yeah. Mine, mine must be behind. Well, so. Underhand shovel to Travis Kelsey. Just a brilliant play call. They're going to the Super Bowl. Boys. Yeah. So. It's Let's root for the meteor, though, Chad. It's Brady versus Mahomes. Let's root for the meteor a couple Sundays go. from now. There you go. <laughs> uh, Mr. Boggins, appreciate you, bro. Longtime listener, bona fide superstar. He says, can't wait for the Chiefs to win again. So maybe George Payton would go, ooh, I want that play calling, please. Bye, Fangio. <laughs> Hi, B enemy. Hashtag wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah a little still bit. just a stunner to me, the B enemy didn't land one of those jobs. Like I get it that if there's, there's some owners out there that have doubts about him because he's not the play caller in Kansas city, but I'm still surprised that one of those teams didn't say, look, we want some of that chief's juice. We want some of that. He, he knows the model he's been, you know, he's inside the belly of the beast and I, man, we'll see, but you might be right. Boggins. I mean, if things don't go well in 2021 for the Denver Broncos, you might see, George Payton rolling out uh, the Bolin family checkbook and bringing Eric B enemy here, because if heaven forbid the chiefs end up repeating as world champs, you know, there's B enemies that the bloom might start becoming a little too much to deny for Eric B enemy to get that job. And we've seen it all the time. You see it happen in sports all the time. I mean, where'd Terry Fontenot go? He ended up going in the same division, right? He went to the Atlanta Falcons. Now he's the GM, but he went from the, New Orleans Saints to the Falcons. Look at the Broncos. How many coordinators have AFC team, AFC West teams scout from Denver? I mean, Dennis Allen, head coach of the Raiders. Jack Del Rio, head coach of the Raiders. That's just two. Wouldn't surprise me to see Enemy end up in Denver at some point, depending on how 2021 shakes out for the Broncos. Uh, first of all, Atlanta's building a monster. I, I love what they're doing. They have Fontenot as GM, Arthur Smith as head coach, and they hire, They brought Dean Pease out of retirement, chat to be the defensive coordinator. So that turnaround in Atlanta could be pretty fast. Uh, in, in terms of Biennemi, it is, it, it is a joke, and it makes it worse when you have guys like Dan Campbell getting head coaching jobs. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty low. I don't know what his traje- trajectory is to be a coach in the NFL. I know he wants to be and he just deserves to be, but next year if the Broncos say bye-bye to Fangio, which is uh, a possibility if not a probability, Brian Dayball is the name to consider here. The very guy you're watching in this Kansas City Chiefs game, the the mastermind behind the Bills' offense, they have to go younger and they have to go offensive-minded. If Fangio's not the guy next year, Dayball could very well be. See, I'm looking at this graphic right now on the, on the TV broadcast and they're showing – Eight for 160 on Hill, 11 for 101, and a score for Travis Kelsey. You know, the best teams, their best players show up in crunch time. In the biggest games, that's who shows up. And I hate to say that the Chiefs, That's I mean, that's just the Chiefs right now. Dan Martin on Facebook, appreciate you being with us tonight, Dan. He says, no way I'm giving Locke and draft picks. He'll want money. Talking about Stafford and has two at most, two at most four years left. I like Stafford. He's great. Deshaun Watson is good, not Stafford good, but a better runner and younger. Locke with a healthy team could get it done. Could. I don't know about the – I mean, I, I would take Locke <laughs> all day long and twice on Sunday. Yeah, you lost me there. Over Stafford, but we still feel you. Like, I, this team, you, if you put Deshaun Watson here and you and you, the Broncos are bereft of a first-round pick plus other premium-round picks for the next three years, 
you think this team suddenly goes from five and eleven to eleven and five? I don't think so. I think he moves the needle, but I don't think he moves it to the extent that justifies the haul. Right. And uh, Deshaun Watson craps all over Matt Stafford. I mean, it's not even close. So I, I agree with the premise there. Save the money, build around Locke, save the draft picks. But it's no comparison, Chad. It's one stratosphere and another comparing Watson and Stafford as quarterbacks. I was actually surprised when – because I didn't really do the research that, that, that I ultimately did on Stafford until I knew – right, that he was going to be made available. Once that happened, I went out and I did my research. It surprised me that in his 12 NFL seasons, he's had some prolific statistical years, especially back when Megatron was still playing. One Pro Bowl, one. That surprised me, dude. I mean, Derek Carr has, what, three, maybe four now. Andy Dalton has three. (laughs) Right. I mean, now I think that's more due to the fact that it's the Detroit Lions curse thing in terms of, if you don't have any team success, especially at the quarterback position, it's hard to get a Pro Bowl nod. It just is. But then you still have to then follow that logical circle back around completely and go, if he's that Pro Bowl quarterback that you think he is, why aren't they winning games? Why isn't Detroit more of a factor? I mean, I'm telling you guys, look, the Indianapolis Colts under Peyton Manning, for much of his 14 years in Indy, their roster was not that great. You know, I know that uh, Bill Polian gets a lot of credit and justifiably so as a, as a Hall of Fame GM. Most of his Hall of Fame works that he did as a front office czar, frankly, it was done in Buffalo in a previous decade. He didn't have that great of a team outside of manning the, the skill positions on offense. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne at times, you know, uh, Brandon Stokely, and then it went to two or three different slot guys and Dallas Clark. They didn't have a great roster supporting cast completely, and yet the Colts were a factor every year. Peyton Manning, by virtue of waking up in the morning and you know suiting up the the, the Indianapolis Colts, Zach, they were a, they were a twelve win team. I don't see Deshaun Watson being that kind of guy or Matthew Stafford for what it's worth. No, I was actually doing research on Stafford today as well because he was linked to a potential trade with the Cowboys, which is just, you know, freaking stupid. But yeah, the 2014 Pro Bowl that he made, Chad, he was actually a replacement for Peyton Manning in that game. So he, he didn't even make it on his own merit. And you wonder, he's the first to do this, the first of 30, 35, 40, 45,000 passing yards, but what does he have to show for it? And you're investing in that same guy who did the bulk of his good work in the NFL years ago now. 2014 is a lifetime ago in the NFL, Chad. It reminds me of hyping up uh, Flacco's laurels because he won a Super Bowl in 2012. At that time, it was... it was- Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Six years ago, and it's just an eternity in the NFL, seven years ago. So I don't want to hear about what he did. I want to hear about what he can do in Denver. And what he can do in Denver is not any better, I believe, than a healthy Drew Locke with a better supporting cast and better coaching. That's the hill I'm willing to die on. All right, we're at about 50 minutes here. And, John, as I grab BG, the stream just jumped me on on uh, Cindy and Don, if it's possible to, to grab Cindy and Don. If not, we can do it the reverse-engineered way, but... BG, appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. Long-time listener, long-time superstar. He says, I'm not sure what I want them to do anymore, talking about the Broncos. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, bro. I mean, look, it's just been one series of high hopes to be dashed and crashed against the, you know, the, the, the rocks, the shoals, and then rinse, repeat, right? And I get that. You feel like you're, like, you know um, – battered wife syndrome at this point. You don't know which way is up. But listen, that's why you need George Payton to come in and do this thing the old-fashioned way. And he told you there will be no shortcuts. You know, he he said that there, we're going to be a part of every deal. doesn't mean we're going to make every deal. But it's all about building through the draft. And it might be a little bit longer process. It might be – it not only might take more time, Zach, but it might still draw out some pain. But at the end of the day, you're going to be in a better position than trying to convince yourself that a 33-year-old Matt Stafford, who may still have some juice, he still may have some, some gas left in the tank, but he has proven, if he's proven anything in 12 years in the league, he has proven he is not that quarterback that raises all ships. All right, He has to step into the perfect scenario. Even the people that were uh, advocating for him, uh, Tom Pelissero, uh, Ed Werder, they were saying, man, you give Matthew Stafford a running game, skill positions, and a great defense, you could win games. You can do that with 32 other quarterbacks, too, if you give him all of that, right? The true great quarterbacks are the ones that can cover holes, that can make up for imperfect rosters. And I'm just telling you guys, Stafford, as attractive as he is, as much as I like him, he ain't that. And where is all that winning been in Detroit, Chad? It's the same argument that we make for Deshaun Watson, as great as he is, which no one is denying. How many titles does he have? As much as, as Chad or I. So, you know, another thing about Stafford, I, I love pointing out hypocrisy and double standards. This is another thing. Drew Locke got knocked for his 2019 performance because he had Cortland Sutton bailing him out. 
Well, Matt Stafford had someone named Calvin Johnson, Megatron, bailing him out. That guy, Megatron, would beat quadruple coverage. You'd literally throw the ball, and nine times out of ten, he would come down with it. So how many of those passing numbers and stats and marks that Stafford achieved has been because of Megatron, because of the weapons that he did have in Detroit? Fair points, and you gotta you got to try and answer those questions. Uh, fishing with Sandy and Don in the house. Good to see you. Appreciate you, too. They say both Watson and Stafford cost too much in draft cap, uh, capital and cap hits. Lock and Rippin going into their second year in this offense. Let's build this team and see what happens. Lock had flashes of greatness. I agree that he has shown the flashes, you know, and it's not just the Houston game in 2019 and the Carolina game in 2020. Again, you went four and one down the stretch his rookie year. And if you go to the final Week 11 on from 2020, that's a model. That's a caliber, a quality of play that if you fill some of these other holes, you can win around. Now, am I saying I'm not going to paint myself into a logical fallacy type corner and say, you know, that Drew Locke, that version of Drew is enough to cover holes. He's not that quarterback yet. You do need to fill those holes. But along the way, the light bulb just might, as, as they're talking about here in terms of it's his second year in the system, all that, it might suddenly come on. And if it does come on, what you could see as far as a ceiling is that player you saw in Houston and Carolina. And I really do that, that think that that's something worth continuing to develop as a possibility. Otherwise, you know, you get caught in the bait and switch. You need one more year, one more year of lock to know for sure. And I know, Zach, unfortunately, there's a lot of fans out there, and I feel you, there's a lot of fans out there who are completely, and when I say completely, I mean dead to me off the Drew Lock train. And I'm just trying to understand it like – he wasn't great, but he I don't understand this wasn't like Nathan Peterman in Buffalo bad, right? This wasn't uh Jamarcus Russell, the vestiges of his late career in uh in Oakland bad. This wasn't even Jameis Winston bad. I don't understand some of the vitriol I now yeah. see from from fans on Drew Locke, but I'm telling you, if the if the odds right before the season ended, who was it? I think it was sportsbetting.com, in fact, our great sponsor, who had 60% odds basically that Drew would open this coming season as the starting quarterback. Honestly, I don't see those odds really changing in my opinion, just because George Payton's now the guy. Yeah, that's about where I have it as well. More than likely, he will be the day one starter in Denver. And to my previous comment, uh, I had it here. Uh, Willie points out a lot of Stafford stats are in garbage time too, blowout. So it's hard to really identify how good Stafford has been on these dumpster fire of teams in Detroit. And let me just say, Chad, I agree with you what you said. We have to have the biggest Brett Rippon fan base of any podcast, any outlet. It's amazing that the Brett Rippon support that we get day in and day out. And it's sad because it's got to the point where when Brady threw another pick in, in today's game, I was thinking to myself, let's see what Brett Rippon can do. I mean, just as a, as a facetious comment that Broncos country tends to make. So um, he'll be on the roster. I'd like to see what he can do. But for any Brett Rippon fans or, or fanatics thinking he's going to start next year, don't hold your breath. I want to grab this from our friend Jeremy Black Knight on, on YouTube, 232 on Twitch. He's 323. By the way, Jeremy, I'm sorry I didn't reach out to you yesterday. I ended up getting uh, getting really caught up with some work stuff and some family stuff. So we'll uh, we'll circle back to that topic. I Definitely still what you and I have been talking about. I want to pursue that. Uh, but Jeremy says, but here's the thing, Zach. Why not just get Stafford now and let Locke learn from him? And then when Stafford hangs it up, let Locke take over the team. Here's the thing with that, Zach, and I'm going to send it over to you. If you bring in Matthew Stafford, he's got two years left on his deal. 
Drew's done, dude. You're going right. to extend Drew Locke if you're George Payton and you didn't see him in 2021 or 2022? No, it's over. That experiment is over. So if you think Matthew Stafford is worth that, then, you know, then that's the, that I guess that's position. That's the, to use Zach's verbiage, that's the hill you're ready to die on. Well, first of all, Locke was included in that in that rumor trade package. So if they trade for Stafford, he might be on the Lions anyway. And like you said, this is akin to having Josh Rosen and the Cardinals drafting Kyler Murray. Psychologically and mentally, Drew Locke would be done in Denver. That is a signal that he's no longer the franchise guy, and we would rather sell part of, if not all of the farm for a 33-year-old Matt Stafford entering the back nine of his career. You can't have it both ways. It's Locke or Stafford. Next season, if they get Stafford, it means the lock era is over. Todd wants to know on YouTube, what do you see with lock? Like, what do you see in lock? I'll tell you what I still like in Drew. All right. Potential. Is he, first of all, let me just talk intangibles just for a second. He has the, the leadership qualities I look for. He has the swagger. He has that confidence that brings spark and juice and lifts the guys around him. He has the enthusiasm for the game. I'm, not quite as bullish on his football brain as I was this time last year. I'm a, I have a little bit more doubts on that just because of some of the just mistake after mistake. As a rookie, again, we've credited Rich Scangarello and ex-quarterbacks coach T.C. McCartney for this. When Locke made a mistake, you never saw him do it again, not in his rookie year. Right. And yet in year two, you saw him do it over and over and over and over and over again. But one of the other things I liked is he – has kind of he's battled back and overcame adversity, which is again uh, intangible trait from injuring his shoulder in week two, coming back and being the youngest guy to win at uh, Foxborough all the time. You know that's a game that he has ungodly numbers and stats. If his receivers can catch the ball and the Broncos win that going away, they still won the game. But that's a game that they should have blown out the Patriots with Drew Lock back from his shoulder. Then he goes through the slump, right? But then he bounces back in the Miami game, and then he gets thrown. The, the NFL makes an example of him in Week 12, makes the Broncos play without a quarterback. Pretty shameful type situation where if you're Drew, it's hard to bounce back from that, and yet he does. You know, The Broncos don't win a lot of games down the stretch, but he still continues that trend of, of going upwards. But what do I see? Dude, look, as far as traits are concerned, Zach, what did George Payton say? Athletic, big arm, can move around. He's got the traits. You just need to refine and develop them. Yes. I still think there's a chance, even this coaching staff, I do think there's a chance it can be done. You know, I was thinking when you were talking a few minutes ago, it, it's a shame for Locke that if he does get one more year, if it's his do-or-die year, Chad, that his do-or-die year comes with Pat Shermer. You would love to see what Locke could do with a different coordinator. I mean, you saw it with Scangarello, but maybe in his third year now, which is such a make or break, it's such a crucial year for young prospects, especially quarterbacks. You'd love to see what Locke can do with a more dynamic, creative coordinator than Pat Shermer. Um, but to answer the question, you hit on a lot of it. I see upside with Drew Locke. I see potential with Drew Locke. I still see a ceiling that he hasn't reached yet. And I'm all about you know, ceiling over floor. This is exactly why I want the Broncos not to hire a retread coach if or when they fire Vic Fangio. I want to gamble on the younger guy, the innovative guy. I want the same thing for a quarterback. We know what Stafford is in the NFL. He's 33 years old. He's been around the game for more than a decade now. I think he's maxed out his ceiling at this level. You cannot say the same about Locke or a quarterback in the draft. You know, for example, if they go that route, which I don't think they will. But that's what I love about Drew, Chad. We haven't seen his best yet. We've seen his worst. We haven't seen what he could be at his uh, highest. 
All right, Brandon Reagan. And by the way, Zach, we, we just crossed the one hour mark. So let's rapid fire our remaining superstars and then uh, we'll dip on out. But Brandon Reagan, thank you, my friend. If you're on Twitter, by the way, connect with us because we've I've looked for you a couple nights in a row to shout you out after the shows. And I can't find a, a an obvious Brandon Reagan. So if you're on Twitter, connect, make sure you let us know who you are and, and we'll follow back. He says, what would it take to get in to get Jameis Winston in to compete with Locke? Just curious because it might not be as much as uh, as Matt Stafford. It'll take some crab legs for one. A bunch of crab <laughs> yeah, legs. <laughs> it's true. Um, is he a free agent this year? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't I, I don't pay attention to Winston. Look, a couple million bucks, you you can have him as your backup. I'm still more interested in in going after an Andy Dalton type or a Ryan Fitzpatrick type that can be just enough of a threat to Drew Locke to push him and create some competition anxiety, but not so much that, you know, he's, he's coming in and, and com- completely taking over the locker room. Not to say that Jameis Winston would be that guy, but I wouldn't be completely opposed to be honest with you with Jameis Winston coming in and being that fail safe. I just don't think the word safe and Jameis Winston, those aren't words that are, are typically right. associated with each other. So I think there are better options in that regard. Yeah, he's like an older Dwayne Haskins, and I don't want that in the Broncos locker room with a no-nonsense guy like Fangio and no-nonsense guy like George Payton. And I don't want a quarterback who eats W's in the huddle, Chad. So there's better options out there. Give me Fitzpatrick. I see John. It's so distracting, John, when he eat W's on camera. But I'd rather have a Dalton or a Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston. And why would he sign to Denver? If the if the offers are comparable, he's going to be Breeze's successor in New Orleans with Sean Payton. If I'm him, I'm staying put where I am. He's revived his career there and I wouldn't go anywhere. All right. Let me just tell you where we're at, John. We've got BG and, and David and I've got them both. And then, and then we're out of here. So um, that other BG that you have loaded up, we, we did grab him. Uh, BG appreciate you, bro. He says, honestly, if they're entertaining a quarterback and are giving up hype draft picks, I'm pretty sure I'd rather them do it in the draft. Talking about the Broncos. If you're going to get a new quarterback, do it in the draft, but we could get Watson or Dak at the same price. Ooh. Would you guys Prefer now if you can get Dak Prescott, like if the Dallas Cowboys make an incalculable decision to just not do whatever it takes to re-sign Dak and keep him happy, even though he's coming off that injury and all. That, if the Dallas Cowboys screw that situation up, you got to go see what you can do to get him here. But I just don't see that happening, and and that's one of Zach's jobs covering the Cowboys at this stage. Is there any reason to believe the Cowboys aren't going to make an honest effort to keep him in Dallas? Even Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones, I think this is the year they sign him to a long-term deal. It might be a four-year contract, three-year contract, but I think he'll, he'll that'll get done. And if it doesn't, they have the franchise tag. Very similar to Justin Simmons. I mean, door number three, him walking and them not doing anything is a very um, increasingly unlikely uh, prospect. But I'm a huge Dak Prescott fan, Chad. And it, let's say if you pay him $39, $39.5, million a year, what do you think Deshaun Watson's making a year? Thirty-nine five. So I'd rather save the three, four draft picks it would take to acquire Deshaun Watson and the player, whoever that may be, and sign Prescott. I would love Prescott in a Broncos uniform, but like Deshaun Watson trade or Matt Stafford trade, it's just not very realistic. By the way, Steven on Twitter, appreciate you being with us, my friend. David Kilgore, bona fide superstar. Love you, David. Good to see you, bro. He says, if Zach Wilson is there or we have a chance to move a few spots up to get him, do you still pound the table for Locke or do you draft Wilson? That would be, I mean, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. I'm not interested in trading up, but if Wilson's there, let's just say 
when I say I'm not interested in trading up, I'm not interested in trying to get into the top three, right? Because you got to give up an arm and a leg to to do it in most cases. But if he's there, striking distance, pick seven, pick eight, or you know, there at pick nine when the Broncos go on the clock, that's a decision that I'm not sure I have an answer for you on right this second, David. I I I would be torn a little bit, but right now I'm probably going to just stick with Locke and use that number nine pick because then what do you do at corner, dude? You're still screwed at corner. You you went through you walked the QB desert with Drew. You took the fiery darts of the learning curve. You endured that as a franchise, and then you're gonna have to do it again with Zach Wilson. Meanwhile, you got a couple of massive holes at corner. Meanwhile, you have a couple of slow linebackers. Meanwhile, Shelby Harris could be gone. Meanwhile, you just have too many freaking holes, dude. Double down on your roster. Give it one last go with Drew. It's still how I'm feeling, but but Zach Wilson at this stage, you would make me ponder, would make me think about it. I'm still erring on the side of Drew for now, but I might change my mind on that. The closer I get, the more I, I study Zach Wilson and see how free agency plays out for the Broncos and etc. I'm much more apt, even though I don't think it'll happen. You know, realistically, I'm much more apt to give up a the first round pick this year and a first next year to move up for Zach Wilson than I am to move those picks for Matt Stafford. So, again, we said this on the Primer Show. Anyone who hasn't watched it yet should check it out from a few days ago. It's on our YouTube channel. I don't personally believe the Broncos are going QB at number nine. I don't think Chad does either. If Zach Wilson is there, which I don't think he will be. I'm sure George Payton will have some pause, but by then they might have a veteran on the roster already. And if they sign a Dalton or if they sign a Fitzpatrick, they're not going to use their first round pick on a quarterback. They're probably going to go into the season with Locke and that backup. Like Chad mentioned, they have other holes and bigger fish to fry than just quarterback. They have to address those areas to be able to be competitive next season. All right, guys, thank you for spending some time with us and give us, giving us some of your attention while the AFC freaking championship game is going right now. So, and for what it's worth, we're sitting here 11 minutes left in the fourth chiefs up 31 15 and they have the ball and they're moving. So looks like it's chiefs bucks in the, in super bowl 55, but guys, the conversation doesn't have to stop here. We can keep that conversation going. If you connect with us on social media and if you head on over to milehighhuddle.com and engage in the comments, there are a couple of Matthew Stafford articles up there. If you have a particular take, maybe you disagree with how we're viewing this thing. Maybe you agree. Whatever it might be, we want to hear your thoughts. And that's where those two venues where you can keep the conversation going. On Twitter, that starts with following at Huddle Up Pod. That's the main podcast account. And then also at Mile High Huddle. If you click those two and follow, you won't miss anything pod related. And you'll miss no breaking Broncos news and analysis. My partner, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen, and again, our producer, at John K. MHH. Also, gang, gentle reminder, check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Uh, become a supporter. We're going to continue to to uh, beseech you to become a supporter because we are diverting so much of our creative energy and shows, new stuff that we got coming up this year, to our Facebook community. But YouTube, never fear, because these streams are going to continue. We're going to continue to do the videos and everything we do on YouTube and we do have some big plans coming for uh, our join community. We are going to officially launch our membership community on YouTube at some point in 2021. We're not quite there yet. So in the meantime, go support on Facebook and get access to Kelberman's Corner, as well as the other content that's coming down the pike, especially focused on draft, free agency. And it's a little different flavors than what you get on these hour-long, long-form live streams. Also, guys, don't forget to uh, get 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped.com, but you got to use that code huddle. And then also 
There it is. There's there's the weed whacker. Also go to sportsbetting.com slash mile high huddle and capitalize on that $300, up to $300 in free bet credits. And the, the last thing, hey, if you're with us tonight for any duration of time, whether you agree or don't agree, if we did a good job at least breaking this down, like the video, share it out there. Like it at bottom. And don't forget to subscribe. Otherwise, Zach, let's dip on out of here. Have a great start to your week, my brother. And we'll circle back. See what the news and the buzz and the rumors are tomorrow night. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. out and 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes, sir. And I do like, though, how the Buccaneers can be the first team to play in their own stadium for the Super Bowl. So I think that's a kind of a cool footnote to the game. And uh, at the very least, it's kind of the Broncos fans' worst nightmare, Chad. Brady versus Mahomes for all the marbles. But, again, it's going to be good football. That's all we can hope for. But we'll see tomorrow night. As always, take care. And, uh... Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.